on the podcast. Welcome. Thank um, you all for tuning in again. After uh, that first debacle. That Jesus. was a shit, shit first podcast. We're cutting it down in halves because there's so much. You know, they say, they say you're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60, and it's the other 60 that matter. Yeah. Same with the last podcast. We got 60 minutes that matter, 60 minutes that don't. And we lost our family. <laughs> they all are dead. They, list, they were the only four people that listened to it, and they, you know, like, we got to get out of here. That's why we're cutting it down a bit, but we're, you know. Uh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. My name is David Phillips. I'm Jeff Fernandez. Comics in Chicago, but also, most importantly, baseball fans. Yes, exactly. And uh, just talking about the season, you know, we talked about free agency, all that horse shit. But opening day, it's happened, it's here. There's the snow deal. on the ground, it's 22 degrees outside. It smells outside. like baseball. It's muddy as shit. Uh, Retractable roofs, nowhere to be found in Minnesota, St. Chicago, Louis, New York, Philadelphia. St. Louis is just now signing a closing pitcher. <laughs> baseball is already happening. The crispness of a 20-degree baseball game, though, you know? That's right. The, the crack of a bat, the sound of someone going, the fuck are they doing out right now? We I've already have... shouted an F-word at a bullpen. So. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I cursed, but uh, my dad and I, I went to opening day for the Astros, and it was quite fun. I think I did fart, though, because I knew I could get away with it. <laughs> that so makes that's no two s- podcasts in a row. We opened with me talking oh, about Oh, I see. Yet. I was going to say that makes no sense out of context. Yeah, you just did go to the Houston. It's the Astros opening yeah. day, and well, it was very fun. Please describe in 30 seconds the spectacle and grandeur of Astros opening day, Joe. Okay, so didn't care for the Clydesdales coming in at Budweiser being like a marketing thing to bring the trophy and all Wait, that. Wait, there were Clydesdales there? Yeah, the Clydesdales brought in the owner with the trophy, and I found that I was, I was kind of annoyed. Oh, I'm, I'm annoyed by that. Yeah. Did they also have like Lou Brock and Stan Musial and all those guys? You, you know what I'm care for is the World Series championship saying, congrats, dilly dilly. <laughs> that was my most, but then also the banner took 56 seconds to pull down, which is pretty funny. Oh yeah, you get the, the tarp didn't come off, right? And, oh, comedy fan, Eric West, I'll give him a shout out and tweet at him when this comes out, said 56 seconds for every year it took to wait for the championship. So kind of poetic. Yep. And or, then, uh, yeah, it was just great, but I was on cold medication. I'd start drinking and it was just like... The fan fest beforehand was fun, but then I started to get tired towards the end of the game because I was just like sick and drunk. Yeah. If here's a little tip for all you ball players out there just getting into baseball, if you're gonna go to an opening day ceremony complete with fan fest and whole baseball game and perhaps even a couple of your family members there, maybe just don't drink on cold medicine. <laughs> One or the other. You know, it's a long season. But it was cool. I mean, it is a great experience that you'll never get again. So Yeah. To the point that, and I don't know how fans tweet about, tweet to us if, if you feel like this, but I was recording stuff, and I started to feel like, you know, I'm not really in the moment right now if I'm recording this shit. Yeah. You know? I kind of find that annoying, so I decided to Oh, like of, taking photos and pictures yeah, of the game? Yeah, I was like, you know... That's everybody now, though. Yeah. Like, I went to a, a, a WWE show at the United Center... And I'm watching it, and I'm just like, everybody, including me, is just taking shitty photos. You're not cheering. You're clapping along at that point. You're no. just trying to, like, have a memory. And then I realize, like, you know what? It's better just if it stays in my brain. If my brain alters the memory, looking back on it, I don't give a shit. That was real. That thought speak about poetic. If my brain alters. <laughs> <laughs> and real quick, too. Jake Marisnik, I'm almost 100% was sitting with his back to our table at the bar we went afterwards. Yeah. And I shouted Jake. And also, the for those of you who are listening who don't know who Jake Marisnik is, and I know, so we only want diehard fans listening. So if you don't know who Jake Marisnik is, fourth outfielder, the fourth outfielder of the uh, San Diego Astros. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but uh, he here's the thing: he was sitting with a girl who was so hot too. It was like you're definitely a baseball player. This girl was like flawless physically, and he looked 
so much like Jake Marisnik. It was like when she came and sat down, I'm like, that's got to be either him or Garrett Cole because they both look kind of similar, actually. That was a, it's an interesting way to just – I've been there before. I saw a wide receiver on my, um, my college football team, and I wasn't sure if it was him. And then I saw the girl he was walking with. I'm like, that's him. Yeah. It's, it's, they, that's, going back we- to last week, ugly girlfriend, not Drake Marisnik. In a weird a way, we are disparaging the woman by the way she looks because of the disparaging way in which the man she's with looks. In terms of they're both super In terms hot, of identify, he's so not hot, he can't possibly be the thing that I think he is unless you are twice as hot. Yeah. Um, or he's also good at baseball. So I'm like, I will say I tweeted at Jake Marisnik and he never got back to me. Oh. I was just like, is what that did you, what did you said, tweet at him? Hey. I, said, I said, hey, hey, and Garrett Cole doesn't have a Twitter. So I said, hey, uh, at Jake Marisnik or Garrett Cole. And I said, no Twitter handle, WTF. Are you sitting at the hearsay bar right now? Just confirm or deny later on. You don't have to say hi yeah. to me. Just let me know if that's you. He never got um, back to me. Well, that is surprising and disturbing. <laughs> You don't. You don't even have to say it on Twitter. Just leave a message under a rock at these coordinates, <laughs> location, latitude, and longitude. Um, what was? Did, what, did you watch the Cardinals opening day? I've no? watched the first four Cardinals games up through last night, which, as of this recording, was last night. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but that that kind of spoiled me. Uh, my first full-on cuss at the bullpen moment came when my manager, truly America's manager, Mike Matheny, left our lame duck closer in uh, to pitch to Christian Yelich and um, oh um, not Lloyd Lauren's Braun okay. Ryan Braun who I hate why well I'll tell you in a second I, I hated him before with the whole you know the steroid thing well, of course, he yeah. got busted and he yelled at the blame the guy and he like public- he said it was because of herpes didn't he yeah but he he was using he was a liar yeah. he lied he's a liar Ryan Braun you're a liar but here's one thing he can do still, hit home runs. So last, last night's uh, Brewers-Cardinals game was historic. I believe it was the only game to ever start off with back-to-back home runs and, and by one team mm-hmm. and then walk off with back-to-back home runs by the opposing team. There's been a lot of firsts this year, actually. George Springer, first person at consecutive opening days, hit home runs. First so pitch of the season off. was a home run by... Kyle Schwarber, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot. There's been a lot of firsts. I forget what the other one I saw recently, like Charlie Morton. First father-daughter dance that happened. Every, <laughs> that's a new baseball tradition. First, uh, yeah. Uh, first person to take a piss on the mound instead of throw out first pitch. Yeah. That was a great. I love that Rockies game, though. The guy taking the piss on the mound. I'm like, not throwing a pitch. <laughs> Just going to urinate all over. This is a city known for its drinking and its peeing, then it's baseball. Yeah. Denver, not a big baseball town, so they didn't I, give a shit. I am shocked. I kind of feel a little hurt. There's Clydesdales. At, I get it. They're branded. Dude, if you look at the clip, by the way, there's a guy. They're not like who the has best to shove, Clydesdales. The Clydesdales start going into right field. There's a guy who has to shove them back towards the foul line. Mm. He has, the guy pushes the Clydesdale. Like, what? All right, I guess we'll go down the foul well, line. Have you ever seen like a Clydesdale? They see a green pasture. They yeah. want to run out. <laughs> They're not going to like avoid center and left field like a yeah. bunch of morons. I mean, for the Astros to also plant that ceremonial apple tree, right? And left I know. Just, and to replace Tal's Hill, they have a, a giant apple orchard. You're just asking for Clydesdale problem right there. Um, have you ever seen a Clydesdale up close, though? Mm, They're like a big mess of an animal. It's all muscle. No, and just, just porn. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like a Clydesdale having sex with a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I thought you were saying in lieu of seeing any Clydesdales, you've just seen porn. 
Oh, no, yeah. I just watched oh. pornography yeah. instead of seeing any of the... Listen, anytime I, a Budweiser commercial comes on, I'm like, up, oh, Pornhub, switch real quick. All right. I, don't, I grabbed this to, as a prop because you... Joe has a, a Houston Astros coffee tumbler. Yeah, I bought a shit ton of merch yesterday. They got me. That's how they get you. And so, they got me. So I grabbed my roommate's uh, can of tall, frosty Budweiser... It's not a prop. That's a legitimate beer. Yeah, it's mostly because I'm addicted to drinking tall, frosty Budweisers. But I figured if any point the podcast started to go off the rails, I could just crack it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. Because that sound effect can't be beat. Same way you would in a courtroom. If your trial's not going well, you just crack a Budweiser, and then the judge is like, okay, cool guy. I don't think you did Yeah, you know what? I had this guy all wrong. You know what? Let's, um... <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Robert Durst, you're good to go. Um, let's talk about just, you know, we're going to talk about the, how the seasons have started for teams. I know the Astros... I'm DVRing the game today, so I don't know what they're doing now, but they are 5-1. DVRs baseball games. And then refuses to let people text me about it. He comes into the world and wears scores, and it's an everyday sports. Every day a game happens, you, yeah. You binge watch baseball. You're the only person. It's hard, dude. It's hard. Like, last night I watched the game from 1 a.m. to, like, 4 a.m., and it was just like... Jesus. Yeah. When I, get, when I landed. What time did you get up today? Uh, I went to bed at five and woke up at like ten ish just to like get ready for work tomorrow to be getting up for that schedule and All shit. Right. But um, no but, more uh, five a.m. baseball games for this guy. No, I know I'm upset about it. But I mean, they're they're off to the hot start. Their run differential is twenty. It's so awesome. Their rotation's doing great. Their offense. I mean, Verlander got knocked around, but well, let me ask you this question, Joe. This early in the season, obviously small sample size, but you know a lot of like narrative and personal emotional needing attached to like the first week of the baseball season yeah. so do you look at standings and wins and losses more or are you like runs scored runs allowed combo how, how run differential matters and i think it matters on how you like you know so a team like uh let's say the yankees right you know their storyline of like having the big boppers and the way they started with them they were 2-0 and and they were crushing mm-hmm. and then uh you know, if their offense sputters, or if they're, if they're, I think the Red Sox are a good example. Never mind, I should switch that. Yeah, because the Red the Sox Yankees. are five and one, but their run differential is seven runs. So it's like, what's the true indicator of this team? And I've not been able to follow all the games super closely, so I can't say. Well, I know I, the Cubs struggling against the Marlins is weird. Going yeah. two and two in Miami. Um, yeah, it's true, uh, and certainly things will will even out. If you're the Yankees and Giancarlo Stanton, you're either going to be hitting multiple home runs every game or Going over five with five, five Ks, Ks and yeah. people were booing him. Do you know what I was thinking about that? If I were Stanton, I'd have been like, "Fuck off!" It's my first game at home. Like we won eleven to four. Like, <laughs> like he just like signals for a microphone. Like, I, I mean, hold I, on, crew. I remember you like, need some perspective. As as soon as I heard about that, though, I was like, and they, and they won eleven to four. I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself!" You won the get. You're gonna boo me because I won. so I had a bad day. I crushed two homers in my first game. In Toronto, chill. just crushed them. Yeah, I don't know. I but that's also just no. More. I agree with you, but like that's also like saying people who argue on the internet should go like, "What are you doing? We're not really even trying to understand each other here. You just merely want to elicit a reaction out of me." And here, you succeeded. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I was mad at Astros fans last year when they were shit on Ken Giles. It's like, dude, this guy's trying. I know he's blowing a lot of saves, but booing is not gonna help at all. That's why the Buffalo Bills fans are the best. Because when Scott Norwood comes back after they lost the first Super Bowl, they cheer for him. And then they, they understand he's human. And they trudge back to the fields after the game, just to grow, grow rocks. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I'm very psyched. The Astros are not not just winning, but winning in multiple ways, whether it's with pitching or offense. And uh, I, I I know the Brewers are doing well, if I'm not mistaken. I think the only undefeated team, the surprise, would have to be Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh Pirates, they they might go undefeated this season. Yeah, I think they're going to go 162-0 with Josh Bell and uh, Sterling Marte and Polanco. Well, it's true of every division, but I've always known specifically of the NL Central is the team that will be in first for the first month and a half. And then around June, July, that's when the real contenders start to really yeah. distance themselves. No, it's weird seeing the numbers, too, when you see, like, Jose Altuve is betting over 400 at the stadium, and then you see Manny Machado's batting like 71, and you're like, okay, well, these aren't reflections at all of yeah, these it's guys. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Yeah, it's just yeah. a stretch. Yeah. And, uh, but um, the Pirates, though, to be fair, 4 0, but I forget, they played whoever is a dog shit team, which is you know, not an excuse necessarily because the Cubs played the You want to take a guess at the team before I tell you? I for, I'm trying to remember who it was now because I remember being like, oh, that's why they're 4 0, is because they played, the three of their games were against. Who was it again? Oh, shit. Dog. I cannot remember. I'm trying to think of who the dog shit team was. It wasn't the Padres, I don't think. It was, oh, it was Interleague, wasn't it? Didn't they it play was some... Interleague. I'll give you... Joe's getting closer. Was it the Tigers? It was the Tigers. Yeah. The Detroit Tigers. But, I mean, you know... Who actually <laughs> should have won one more of those games. The Brewer... The Pirates... That was that famous game where the um, guy was called safe at home... For the Tigers, walk off. Uh, this win past weekend, for the Tigers, but then they reviewed it. That team jumping up and down, doing that default baseball celebration. They review it after like five, seven minutes. Send them back on the field, and then the uh, Pirates won in in uh, extra innings. Oh, that's depressing. That's kind of like the Merkel's boner with the Cubs, you know? Yeah. Is that what it's famously called? Yeah, it's called Merkel's boner. <laughs> That was back before people, you know, were See, I don't vulgar. Know you, I don't know if that's really what it's called, or you're just do it, saying it in a Joe way. No, maybe it's the way I'm saying it, because I'm sure in the 1910s they'd be like, Did you see Merkel's boner the other day? <laughs> it sounds more innocent. I always grew up knowing it known as the Merkel's dick flub. <laughs> the uh, Merkel's erection. Um, the erection disfection. And for those who, I don't know, but you know what? This Defection. is only going to appeal to people who would know what that is offhand. I was going to explain it. But... Merkel's boner? You know, the 1908, the last, I mean, I think that was the last couple well, of Merkel, series. Hey, that don't was... forget to visit our fake sponsor, Merkel's in Wrigleyville. <laughs> they made a sandwich that made me shit so bad. I'm like, it's like I made my own Merkel's boner. And don't forget to visit our other sponsor, Boners. Have yeah. sex with them. Yeah. You know, whether you're a gay guy or a woman, you don't have to, but if they're around, fuck it, you know? There it is. <laughs> that was when the podcast was dying when I was telling people to have sex well, with a giant hard dick. I... I considered it during my Merkel's boner or my Merkel's commercial, but then I, I took it a step further. Well, Joe, it's 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 about stringing hits together, and we were. I know, right? We were not. We had, you you had gotten a couple guys on base, and then I I was trying too hard for the fences. Should have choked up a bit. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, so so here's okay. good start for the Astros. Right, but good start for the Pirates too. But the Pirates are probably a team that's going to fall off once things. That's what we were talking about. Like you so want to put money on this right now? You want to make a pod? Uh, how many pod bet? Pod bet. Uh, that the Pirates finish, I mean, like... Third or better? Third? I would, I would, no, I would I would take the under on that. Oh, yeah. They'd be fourth or fifth, yeah. I don't believe in the Pirates. Yeah. I no. mean, the Reds are the only team in that division, for sure, that are probably going to be last place. Like, they're probably going to be back around the 60 I would pick the Pirates well before I picked uh, the Reds. In terms of doing well? Of finishing last. Really? You picked the Pirates? Red, Reds got some secret good people. Um... I know Votto, but I can't. I mean, I don't know their farm system as well. Well, it's just one of those teams that's got like a yacht, lot of young raw talent. Who's I know, but that's how a lot of guys. You know, the Padres. I don't know if you can look at their record because I know the Pirates are the ones that surprised me. I saw they were four and zero, and the White Sox, who I called last week, are. I don't know if they. I know they started off two and zero, and I think had a couple games get canceled or something. 
but Nationals, not surprisingly, off to a hot start. We're going to see if they Bryce keep Harper going. shoving it in Reds fans' faces. What, what you did see he do? that where the guy no. Bryce Harper had two home runs in a game, and right before his second one, you can hear a guy in the the crowd shouting "overrated," and like Ooh. a half a second later, he cracks a home run to center field. And he's like, and then Bryce Harper's like, that probably went like 389 feet. And they're like, well, that was actually 372 feet. And the guy in the crowd goes like, see, this is what I'm saying. He overrates things. Is this, any of this real? Uh, well, the two homers, I wish I could crack this beer again. <laughs> that was a weird anecdote that I just was like, how no, much? No, that's what really happened though. The guy shouted over, it was on Twitter. Oh, and he had a, oh yeah. yeah. Baseball other, oh. is becoming very Twitterfied and I love it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, ball play. I mean, the other thing that was uh, to do was the guy who bunted down seven nothing or down seven runs against the Twins. Yes. And Brian Dozier was, these unwritten rules, man. If well, we can talk about that. Let's take a moment to talk about, this shit bugs me. Like the unwritten rules and just harumphing pitchers. There is no. But Dozier's a second baseman too. Just baseball. There's no group of people in the world with thinner skin than baseball than players. Than crybaby baseball I know. players. That's I'll just something this. that you just don't do. I think. I think is try to win and score as many runs as possible. They had a shift on him and yeah. he bunted to get a hit. Down seven runs. Because down seven runs. What are you upset about? You're extending That's, the game. We want it to be over soon because we're up and we're winning. You know, I wrote my pocket planner today. This game will be over by at least seven. Here we are. Disrespect got, to the game. I made reservations at Morton's at 7.30, you dick. Oh, yeah. um, no, there are a ton of them. The Minneapolis Morton's. That's the best one. Um, there are a ton of uh, those ones that I, you know, there's a couple that I'd never heard of. They made a list of them on ESPN one time. And one was that if the pitcher gives up back-to-back home runs... Mm-hmm. It's the the hitter should show a courtesy by not swinging at the first pitch. Stupid. Yeah. What the score is okay. We were down three three nothing. Now it's three two. I think it's only in a blowout. Obviously, a lot of these unwritten rules are in blowouts. So you're not supposed to steal if you're up like seven runs in the ninth inning. Obviously. Well, there's definitely a line between being an asshole to purposely extend a game and also just trying to collect stats. Because that's how players are paid now. They're seen as data points. They're not seen as right. like somebody within the context of a game when their contract comes up. So, of course, I want to get my OBP up. I want to get my the on-base percentage, my uh, average you know, hits, you know, runs, whatever, all yeah. the other stats. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're going to be judged by the numbers specifically, and, and kind of going along with that, back when Canada and Mexico got into it, you remember that big World Baseball Classic rivalry? Canada I think we're all still talking about the <laughs> World Baseball Classic, Joe. Of 2012, not even uh, the most recent one. How many of you young ball players out there were even alive when that first World Baseball Classic happened? But in 2012, because run differential could break a tie, Canada was up like seven runs on Mexico, but they were kind of like in a... Yeah. So the guy bunts to get on base when they're up seven runs in like the eighth inning. And the third baseman, you see him point to the pitcher, point the batter, and then point to his ribs, like bean that motherfucker. So they bean him. Yeah, and because like, baseball players are dumb crybabies. Yeah. They, I, that, they're so dumb and just like petty that when there's occasionally a cool baseball player, they are the coolest person in the league by so many leaps and bounds. Like, um, there's a guy, I'll look this up, but he got more money on his contract than he asked for originally through arbitration, I believe it was. And so he decided he was going to give away the the extra money, the difference, to different charities 
in $420.69 increments. For what reason? Because he made more money than he like he thought he was going to get. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to go give this to charity, but I'm going to do it with four twenty sixty nine. Is this real? It's a real thing. Which player do you know? I hope it's a real thing. Otherwise, this is an elaborate April Fool's joke, which I'll be sad to find out was not true. <laughs> yeah. Was it if Bobby Buds were a professional baseball player? Pretty Inside much. reference. Look him up. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, the other one, I, I can't remember the one that Dallas Braden got into, but it's like you're not supposed to cross along the pitcher's mound when the inning's over, something like that. Like When the moon is full, you're never supposed yeah. to get a second lead off a third. Can't say a racial slur after the fifth inning. I uh, can't get a beer after the seventh. All right. Trevor Bauer is donating $420.69 for every 69 days and then $69,420.69 on the final day. See, doesn't it sound like he was doing this as like, a, oh, it's for mar- it was for marijuana. No, dude, this is fake as shit. I no don't know. way. A, a professional athlete was like going to be make a joke involving weed and sucking and fucking. It's definitely a St. Uh, April Fool's joke. So yeah. First. But I love it. It's a weird, weird choice of Trevor Bauer. <laughs> like, I love it. Um, well, this makes me sad. Not only for my reading comprehension, but also your gullibility. My gullibility. It's up on the ceiling. Look, and uh, the world. The world is lesser now because this isn't real. Um, no, I'm a huge. I honestly wish if we can go to like bat flips and celebrations, kind of going along with unwritten rules. I think. Oh yeah, we need more bat flips. Oh, like we were talking last week too about like songs, like for teams. Yeah, other other countries are way more intense with their baseball, and I get that we have 162 games, so it's harder to keep that intensity up. I suppose. I don't know what the Japanese schedule is like that Otani can do what he did over there. I think he, they only pitch. No, they only pitch once a week here too. But sometimes you can do twice a week. But like, um. I don't know. I just feel like the fans in other countries are definitely more passionate, it feels like. Uh, well, you know, they're, they're getting back to the World Baseball Classic, it was um, Dominican Republic, uh, I believe. They finished second or third, yet they still had a massive like victory parade back home because it was such a huge... It's probably Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico was, that's was doing they they, right. they like right. crime went down like seven hundred percent or something whenever the games were on. So corruption, yeah, <laughs> evaporated. Yeah, um, um, yeah, but it meant a lot, you know. And there was that real passion there that is slowly being driven out of sports through licensing deals and corporate America and I would say attention span too. Attention I mean, the, span, yeah. The fact that and I, you know it was interesting. I've listened to a couple interviews with Rob Manfred on why they're doing the pitch clock. And he said, you know, I mean, the reason the game has slowed down, because the game never was three hours before, all these pitching changes and specialized bullpens and all this. And it's like, all right, but the thing that makes baseball special is no clock. There's no clock involved whatsoever. That's what makes it unique. The two things I think, whether you're playing hockey, basketball, football, tennis, any other sport, the dimensions are the same. Baseball's not like that. No clock. Even if you're down a million to one in the bottom of the ninth, there's um, still a chance. You know, Joe's still out there waiting, you know, waiting for fireworks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least there's always that's the thing that's like nice and you. But you put a, a clock into a sport where it's just not, you know, mm-hmm. that's one of the, the the one of the things that makes baseball nice is that there's no timer, there's no any of that. Yeah, I mean, there already is rules. They're just putting a number to the rule. Yeah, where you if you take the umpire can always give if the 
pitchers taking too long, they can be warned, and if they don't throw a pitch, they will be um, assigned a ball or a strike. See, and I hate that, though, because imagine a game ending or something like a rally starting off of getting a ball assigned to you for well, a Well, that's why it that's an unwritten rule that had to be written eventually because it was, yeah, we need to play the game. I know. It's not, but, a, it's not like a, a referee in like a, an MMA fight saying, like, if you guys don't like try to fight, I'm going to call stalling. Oh, is that a thing? I didn't. Yeah, I'm, thing. I don't know MMA at all. You want to go? What's the podcast over? T- teach you start, start a, a ducks on the MMA. Ducks on the. Um... I just think I don't know a clock. Is, I mean, also it, I don't know when the clock would start necessarily. I'd have to look that up. But I know they're doing it. It in the starts when the pitcher comes to set. Re- set. Yes. Do pitchers really take longer than fifteen seconds? Some do. They come set. Some do. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, isn't Kenley Jansen kind of famously takes a long time and, um, he's been having a rough year too. If we can sure. talk about yeah, people who maybe have a hangover. Actually, I would like to look up what did Darvish do in his start? Did he get lit you up? Devar- you Darvish was you garbage. Oh, was he? Yes. Dude, do you think the Cubs are going to regret that signing? Well, I mean, who knows? I think they're not looking for you Darvish ace pitcher. They're looking for you Darvish guy who's going to pitch a lot of innings and be a reliable, you know. Is he their three? Four, three, four or five guy. Cause it's lackey and it's, um, uh, Shoot, why am I blanking now? I just uh, Quintana, Darvish, uh, what's that guy's Hendricks? Kyle Hendricks and then and Montgomery. John Lester. Oh, Lester. Oh, Lester, not Lackey. John Lackey also. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see who has a World Series hangover too. Like Kenley Jansen's blown a couple games. I think he has a blown save and a loss now. Well, he, all, he, you, Darvish, went 4.1 innings, had five hits, five earned runs, Oof. two walks. That's against the Marlins? It's against the Marlins. Let's see if he struck anybody out. It does not look like it. I mean, they said he was tipping his pitches in the World Series because he had done well up until the World Series, but mm-hmm. maybe he's just, you know, or maybe he's still doing it. Maybe they haven't fixed his mechanics. Um, I will say if the Cubs, I don't know if they're 2-3 and three now at this point, but they have been... A little underwhelming, I guess. Especially considering their opponent. It's probably more because they lost. And that can happen at any given point, but to go 2-2 two and two to the Marlins seems a little yeah, strange. Um, it's early. It means, I mean, all the games count the same. Yeah. But they really don't. I don't right. think anybody thinks they really you, do. And like you were saying, it's not until probably mid-May to June that we really know who's going to be serious. And even flag then. Flag Day, is there, well, they say you don't look at the standings until President's Day or Flag Day or... It's gotta be Flag Day because President's Day is in Don't February. you tell me when Flag Day is. When is Flag Day? Um, Does Joe know when Flag Day is? December. That's why you don't look at the standings. Why would you? After the season's over. <laughs> I always like to every baseball season close my eyes upon first pitch, stick my fingers in my ears, and then after a year's passing, have someone tap me on the shoulder and I go, "I hope my team won." Just quietly, like that guy well, in seven. No, Dave. They actually finished third. Didn't even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now you got another year of slumber. Yeah, I'll wait till President's Day. I'll wait till. You're like that guy in Seven, though. They tie you to a bed, leave air fresheners in there. Yeah, for nobody, anybody that doesn't know what I look like, um, you I'm look the, like that guy in I'm Seven the, after a I'm year. I'm the obese guy from Seven. No, I was going with the the dude who gets tied down, and he has air fresheners in the room for him, and he like just leaves him. Oh, uh, so not like the nice strap on guy. No. Okay. You don't remember the one that? that, that it's was been the a while thing. since it's, it's been a while since I seen the one they just let get eaten, right? Or he just de- decayed. Oh, yeah, he just decays in the room, yeah. That's you. Flag Dave, Day. Dave, Dave looks like that guy. Flag Day, Thursday, June 14th. Join us on Flag Day. By the way, I saw a woman who looked like you on the street today. Oh, how'd that go? I don't know. It's just interesting. I run into guys that look... I'm For those of you who don't know, I am bald, 
uh, white male with glasses. Sometimes I wear a hat. Today I'm wearing a hat. It, 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 it's, but I've run hopefully into you don't commit a crime if you're giving this description of yourself. Yeah. Here's, if anybody's... <laughs> we all do look the same is the problem. Is any bald guy with glasses. Yeah. But, hey, same with Garrett Cole and Jake Marisnik. They look so similar. I didn't know which one 97% it was. 97% of bullpens look exactly the same. Cole's a starter. Marisnik's an outfielder. Not the same deal. I always got Steve Ciszek mixed up with Pat Neshek. Those are two last names. Those are the Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton of baseball. They don't look anything alike. They don't, really. Other than their relief pitchers. And one of them pitched for St. Louis. I want to say Pat Neshek, but it was probably Steve Ciszek. Yeah, I think it was. Steve Ciszek, one of the most famous Marlins closers. Mm -hmm. Had a good career with them for a year to a year and a half. I think, is he still with them, actually? I don't know where he is. No, he plays for the... um, who do you play for now? Triple A Mud Divers. One of them is famous for collecting baseball card signatures. I want to say that's Pat Neshek. He also hated his time with the and Astros. He and, he he sells, and he sells them by the seashore. Pat Neshek sells, <laughs> sells baseball cards by the seashore. Easier to say, not as hard, but easier, harder to collect. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, let's talk about the most disappointing teams, though, if we can, real quick. I don't know. I Philadelphia to, Phillies. What's their record? Well, they're not actually doing too bad, but uh, everybody's on their manager, Gabe Kapler. What do you do? Oh, Gabe Kapler. <laughs> I was doing a Gabe Kapler deep dive. So, big thing is uh, he's been making some questionable calls this year so far, including taking out his starting pitcher after like 61 pitches in, had not given up any runs. Was it Velasquez, Nola? I mean, it must have been a young guy. It certainly wasn't Arietta. Yeah, but they were... It was a curious decision, yeah. to say the least. Uh, even more curious was when he made a call to the bullpen when nobody was warming up. Ooh! That's He's tough. not a new manager, though, is he? First year. Oh, yeah. it is. Oh, man. You gotta make that call. Yeah. Why'd you blow that building up? It's because you made a phone call. I looked that up earlier today. What is that? That's from Enemy of the State. Oh! So, we gotta have a, so is that going to be a tradition on the podcast now? Because you made a phone call. We got a left-handed right <laughs> left-hander coming in. Oh, well, I'm glad that we're going to work in an Enemy of the State reference uh, into every episode. Uh, so, here. So, upon looking up Gabe Kapler, I ran into a previously unknown Gabe Kapler controversy that I had no idea existed. Is... From Welcome Back, Cotter? That's Gabe Kaplan. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think it's Gabe. Yeah, it's Gabe Kapler? Gabe Kapler? Yeah, sure. Let's see. What's the Gabe controversy? Gabe Kaplan is a... Uh... This is what he looks like. He's a younger guy. So, he... I'm not sure if he's still keeping up, but he did at one point... Uh, in the last few years, keep a very kind of uh, a blog of some sort where he just wrote about what he was thinking and what his life was. And uh, one of the things in which he opined, in a not gross way, but in kind of a a tongue-in-cheek, off-the-cuff way, is that his favorite lubricant for his favorite deed is coconut oil. For having sex or masturbation? For masturbation. Which is when you're on the road in baseball, that's basically the second season right there. Uh, and so he does that, and apparently, for some people, including a sportscaster or uh, uh, some guy in uh, in Philadelphia, it was a really big deal because you know this is a kids watch baseball. When did he bring this up? When was this? This was when he was hired, and he literally asked him about it at his press conference upon being hired. Who did? Oh, let me find this tart. This is this guy. another like 42069 thing or is I hope not. <laughs> I've been easily duped today. Yeah, you have. It's been it's been interesting to see what you think is real. Um 
I thought this podcast was a good idea at one point. <laughs> was we're, only two, we're only two in. All right, we'll get there. <clears throat> Still figuring it out. Right. Um, Let's see. I'm going to Google Co- Kepler Coconuts Oil. <laughs> Kepler Coconuts. It was on Deadspin. Uh, I just, uh, let's see. Helpful advice from Gabe Kepler. Jerk off with coconut oil. <laughs> Via Deadspin. There he is right there. <laughs> Fresh off these spraying. Uh, that's crazy. How long ago was so this? Let me read this passage. This is from caplifestyle.com, a post. I'm not sure when he wrote it. It was before his managing days. This is his blog. There's a shot of the ocean there. Um, anyway, he also talks nutrition and drinks and health and all sorts of stuff on his website. But this is the passage. You moisturized and smelling tropical. Your teeth are white and your face looks like you visited Beverly Hills Plastic Surgeon. The sun is set and the moon is out. Perhaps you have a friend nearby. Perhaps it's just you by your lonesome. Well, this is awkward. I've promised you authenticity, honesty, and openness. Take this how you wish, and I'll spare you the step-by-step. Coconut oil is the world's greatest lubricant. I can't help where your mind goes with this. Once the ball leaves the bat, I can't steer it. Wait, was he a spokesman for them? It seems like it. I think that's just him. That's just him writing, you know? Wow. Well, you don't keep a blog? (laughs) That is... Crazy. So some people were upset that he's talking about jerking it. <laughs> and now he's jerking the pitcher out. Poor thing. <laughs> he's jerking the pitcher too he's early. Jer- you spend so much time waxing and on and on and oh, Lubricant, oils. That is such a banana And you're just going to just raw dog him right out there. I'll the- be honest. I'm glad that one's real. The other one would have been lame anyway. Like some dumb pitcher. Like, I, and it, it's like if it was real, I'd be like, okay, this guy's just an idiot. That's funny though. That's a true. manager. Here's the thing. Here's the big difference. He wasn't trying to be funny, I don't think. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, That's how you do it. You just be your dumb self. Yeah. Well, that makes me root for the Phillies just so that story can come up in the playoffs. Joe Buck and John Smoltz, they run out of time. Just like pretend it was like a big controversy about just like how he's just still embroiled. Yeah. But the fact that like just like that'll be this year's Yuli Gurriel incident. Oh, you think that's on par? No, of course not. How did that? Was... <laughs> yeah, of course not. What, did, what was he? I think that's just the thing. Is just baseball. Men and boys are just all right. They're so childish. Yeah. I don't think he knew it would be that big a deal when he did it, too. He started, I think he comes back soon, though. I don't know if he's fully, but that was a talk of the town, too, is Guriel when he comes back, what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. How many, his, his reception he, on the road. He was suspended, right? Yeah. How many I think he's not a big enough name for people to even give a shit outside of the Dodgers, probably. Yeah. But he's like our fifth best player, you know, so it's not like... But, um, no, he's suspended. And, you know, my dad's of Cuban descent, and he told me, like, I remember he was listening to, uh, when we lived in Tampa, he was listening to Spanish broadcast yes. uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays, and they talk crazy shit. Like, they say weird racist stuff. They bring up personal, it's like, hey, you know, Carlos Pena fucked so-and-so's wife, by the way. And the guy's like, you can't say that on the air. <laughs> like, they say weird shit, apparently. Yeah, there's like, a lot of, especially on the radio, there's a lot of... Uh... Elbow, elbow, nudge, Yeah, nudge. Spanish radio broadcast, apparently they just say they whatever it, comes they, to their they brain. They let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Apparently, like, one guy said something like, can you believe he can see the plate with those eyes or something like that? And the guy's like, you can't. Like, he's just correcting him, and apparently it's just okay. This guy's balls are so engorged, I can see the seams on the side of him. Anyway, his wife left him back. In <laughs> he's hitting no four. So, yeah, no. No one's condoning what he did, but also it's fine. Just, you know, it's over. Darvish didn't seem to care, so let's move on. No, I don't even understand what he was just rubbing. What was the context of him doing it? He hit a home run in Game Three, and then did the narrow eyes and said "chinito," which is offensive. And he knew he knew it was offensive, but I think 
players don't realize how amplified race is here compared to where they're from. Yeah. Like, in Cuba... Also like, that they're on television? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, clearly he didn't know it would be a big deal if you're at the world's... Like, no white player would have done that on TV. I know. When I get together with my best friends in front of 40,000 screaming people on a national broadcast World Series game, that it's not... We're just joshing around. It's no big deal. But no white American player would have done it for sure. You know what I mean? Like they, no, they, been they, like, they whisper it a lot. Maybe John Rocker. Yeah, no, that's the thing, too. You know that there's like some Dodgers players who have done that behind his back for sure. Yeah. Cody Ballinger and Corey Seager do it all the time. Uh, people are just kind of openly mean to Asian people anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Um, like, at a certain point, like Hispanic players and black players in baseball, they're like, yeah, we make fun of each other a lot, but we're, you know, we've known each other a long time. Not like this weird Asian guy over here. Is that is that a thing? Uh, is that a real clubhouse culture? Again, I might just be projecting my own. <laughs> Your grandpa's thoughts. I love Asians because current Cardinals number four starter, Colton Miles Long. Michaelis, oh. who was not Asian, but he played in Japan last year, and at one point ate a lizard. I thought you were referencing Colton Wong. Not only has the new best hair in baseball, but also a heck of a home run swing. Hmm. Going, uh, what are the Cardinals' record now? They are two and three. Uh, so not so hot. But I'm optimistic. Seen a lot of good things. Got good things coming down the pike. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I, well, uh, I defended quick. a racial slur. One thing I want you to the eyes uh, before we end here, just off the top of your head here, who who's the best team in baseball right now? I this is objectively, I think the Astros. Astros number one. Their starting ERA even before Verlander started yesterday, where he got blown up, was one point seven eight. And uh, they have a tw- plus 20 run differential right now. They've only had one game where they didn't score, I think, five runs. Yeah, I'd have to tend to agree there. Yeah. The Red Sox are doing well, but, I mean, I saw their run differential is seven. But I haven't been able to, like, follow them closely, what their strengths and weaknesses are at the moment. So, uh, Well, from the National League side of things, I'm going to go with the as-yet-undefeated Pittsburgh Pirates. No, they are not the best They're the team. best team right now. Currently. That's why That's numbers. the whole point of this segment is who's the best team. I would say the Nationals are the best team. Well, so, in other words, it's just who has the best record? It's subjective. <laughs> it's subjective. The Nationals are looking the best. I, I, uh, I, I read uh, Can I tell you? Lost in Pittsburgh by What's-His-Face, uh, Michael Gambon. Lost in Pittsburgh? Is it, uh, stories. It's something Pittsburgh. Something, something. Is that a, a worse version of Walking in Memphis? I was walking in Memphis. Well, if you're ended if up you're, in Pittsburgh, now I'm lost. Is Walking in Memphis a coming-of-age story about... Uh, affluent grad students trying to find love in life and is that what Lost in Pittsburgh's about? Yeah, it kind of is. Oh, it's a good it's a good book though. <laughs> Crack that beer, Joe. Um, no, but I'll say uh, teams that'll surprise in the National League too. The Atlanta Braves, I think, will be very good. I think. Oh yeah. Well, Freddie well, Freeman is 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 doing well, and that Acuna kid when he comes up. Well, once May rolls around and baseball players stop being such tight asses with their money, we can actually see all of their best players. So <laughs> yeah. it's not the baseball players' fault. No, it is not. It's <laughs> I'm not. I didn't. Did my tone? <laughs> no, you said baseball players. Once the baseball players, I think you meant owners. Yes, that's what I did say. Yeah. Well, I'm just mad at baseball. Super two. I'm mad at current baseball players for being knuckleheads. I'm being. I'm mad at baseball owners for uh, for being uh, tightwads. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not mad at anybody listening because um, thank you for listening. You're welcome. That was me for the guy who's listening. Or girl. All right, this is the uh, Ducks on a Podcast podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. I can do it. <laughs> That's good. That's a good closer. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Bye.